you, me, and CBD. Thanks, everyone, for joining us for another episode where we learn about CBD. Hey, Danelle. Hi, Richard. We're back. Oh, my gosh. We're back with you, me, and CBD. This is going to be a fun episode. What's the, what is our title on this one? Well, you know, this is, we're still in season one. We're at episode 12, and this is the one where we talk about CBD, emerging science, and new studies. Lots of new things that are coming out almost on a daily basis with CBD and some finally some scientific uh, data, which is wonderful. Right, you know, and, and uh, all of these people having, you know, being trapped at work or at home due to COVID, they're just doing all of these big exploratory studies and finding out new things and and you know, moving this right along, which is so cool. I, I think one of the things that's uh, great doing a podcast like this because this is serious stuff. It's a good a good subject, but we have pharmacists and we have a chemist and we have the people who know the studies and they can talk about it and they can talk about how it affects us on a personal level and everything that we do we want to make sure we back it up that we're not making crazy claims out there but there's a lot of wonderful real science behind this stuff yeah and it's amazing to me i mean it's just incredible how these studies actually work and and what we're finding out. So um, I guess we might as well just get to it and jump into the meat of this, right? Who's here? We have Doug Burgoyne, we have Jeff Dunn, and then we have Blake Smith. And these guys are really the top of the field and know their know the information and you can trust it. Fabulous. Let's go. Where do we start? Uh, so we all uh, recognize, I think at this point, that uh, with the passage of the 2018 Farm Bill CBD became legal. Um, it's not just the U.S. Uh, where there's this revolution, but essentially worldwide, or at least in, in developed countries. And um, no offense to any other countries. And um, CBD is now, uh, because of the legalization of industrial hemp, is now being studied in all kinds of things. Uh, the door and the has really been opened to scientists using CBD um, in all kinds of things. And when we talk about CBD, we're really talking about CBD as an individual molecule, uh, just like in other podcasts, we've talked about CBG and N and, and all the others. Um, and what we're talking about today uh, is using CBD in the broadest sense, so a phytocannabinoid-rich product. To your question, Richard, the reason we're talking about it is there's all kinds of studies that are being done and it's really fun to read almost every week something new has come out in the literature. But it is fairly new. It's uh, you know it's been now being able to be studied for a couple of years, right? So the science, like we've said before, the science is, is catching up to uh, the use and the the anecdotal uh, evidence. But if you even take a step back, what, what's intriguing about this as we dive into some of these specific disease states is that um, the, again the, the science behind the science behind it is what's is what's leading these types of studies because of the anti-inflammatory properties and all of the other things that we've talked about in other podcasts. And so just using science alone, it kind of makes sense where this data now is evolving, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, one of the things that is so interesting about um, all of this is now that, you know, we've opened Pandora's box, um, 
which I think in this case is a really good thing. Um, we now have access to be able to do studies that, you know, we, we couldn't even begin to comprehend. And so one of the things is we, we know currently there's issues going on with COVID. We know that there are people who have opioid addiction. We know that there are people who are suffering from anxiety. Well, now it's not just, okay, take this cannabinoid rich material and this will help. Like we already knew that. But this is how it helps. This is we're figuring out like the specifics of what is really going on and why um, certain certain regiments and cannabinoids are doing what they're doing. And that's really fun. And it really comes down to the mechanism of action. Right. And the that's way right. that cannabinoids interact with the uh, cannabinoid receptors within the body. That's right. Um, and so it's really cool to have a new compound uh, that, that now we're understanding the mechanism of action and the application of that compound in so many ways is really exciting. What's the deal with opioids and CBD? Well, that's a great question. So um, as, as we know in the U.S., uh, there is a lot of opioid use. In fact, um, as pharmacists, uh, we can tell you that for a very long time, years, um, a, a product containing um, some type of opioid was the number one prescribed, most often prescribed pill yeah. in the U.S., uh, above everything else. Uh, so staggering amounts of narcotic pain relievers uh, were being dispensed every day uh, throughout the U.S. Well, and it caught up to us. Yeah, and, 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 you know, not to kind of go down that rabbit hole, but, yeah, if you go back to medical school, you know, 20 years ago, 25 years ago, you know, pain was being taught as the, you know, a vital sign. That's how it was being, uh, you know, taught in school. So there was a lot more education around, you know, uh, addressing it with, with patients. And we didn't know enough about, you know, the negative ramifications of, of overuse of opioids. And so it was just this onslaught of prescribing opioids for all kinds of things that in retrospect were inappropriate, you know, acute treatments and things where NSAIDs and other things were completely appropriate and it backfired. And the, and the challenge with, with opioids is the, uh, the abuse potential and, and the, uh, the addiction and the withdrawal issues. And, uh, you know, and we see that from a societal perspective every single day. That's one of the nice things with CBD is it does not have that same addictive potential. So having been an individual who worked for a pharmaceutical company that we were producing some very, very strong anti-pain um, medications, you know, the science team, as we were working on some of these things, um, were specifically tasked with coming up with a pain blocker for soldiers who would lose a limb or something like that. And so we created molecules that would able to, we were able to do that. And so there was an appropriate use for those um, in some of those cases. Um, we were later dismayed to find out, you know, as, as things sometimes happen, well, you know, sometimes people have big migraines. And so we've started prescribing this for people who have migraines. And that's an inappropriate use, you know, versus what our intention was when we started making some of these in the first place. Now, having said all of that, one of the things that's exciting about CBD and, and is that, look, many pain molecule, anti-pain molecules that are out there are simply shunting your, your nervous system so you're not getting the pain signals. It's not actually fixing the problem. One of the reasons why CBD is really exciting is because CBD seems to be able to go in and actually help with inflammation. And so even if somebody who has become addicted to opioids 
They started off from a place where they were having legitimate pain and still have legitimate pain and issues. And so simply just taking away their medicine is an inappropriate response. It's completely inappropriate because they still have a prevailing issue of why they need the medication. So if you can start giving them medication that actually starts fixing the problem, then you can start to address the other things that come along with that. And that could be addiction. That could be... Reading the disease things. rather than the symptoms. That's correct. That's right. That's exactly right. So one of the studies, Richard, that I think is really cool, or one of the, uh, uh, there's there's one great study that I want to talk about, but the cool thing is that the NIH or the National Institutes of Health in the U.S. Uh, has uh, funded several projects uh, this year. And uh, to the tune of about $3 million that they've given out in grants uh, so that we can understand opioid addiction and, and CBD and the effect of CBD uh, in pain relief. And there's a really cool study that um, is being done actually at the University of Utah uh, where folks um, are being given, um, that, that have lower back pain, are being given a pudding with CBD in it. Uh, and then... Uh, I like pudding a lot. <laughs> Chocolate? What's your favorite? You don't want to know. <laughs> it's, it's, it's actually banana, and I also like vanilla. You, okay. have, you I left you speechless. Sorry. I know. I'm sorry. sorry but I, know, I was expecting it. like chocolate or pistachio. No, no, yeah. I'm out. Your pudding shouldn't taste like nuts. I'm just saying. Well, I wonder what they're using in this study if people get to choose. I don't know. The, but CBD is good in all pudding. Well, no doubt. So they're going to do, uh, they're going to, they're going to scan the brains of these individuals uh, who have used it uh, and see uh, how um, CBD is affecting the pain pathways. So uh, their pain signaling pathways. So that's really cool. So it's neat to see that uh, in this case, uh, especially with the funding from the NIH, that um, the science is now catching up to the public interest uh, where folks have been trying this and now there's going to be some science to back it up or to refute it and say it really doesn't work in that area, which as pharmacists and scientists, that's good for us too. We, we want to know the truth. Do you want you want to know why pudding's an interesting <laughs> <laughs> medium for yeah. CBD? Uh, it goes all the way back to like when uh, Julia Childs used to talk about on her cooking show that you need to have a little bit of fats so you can absorb your vitamins. And so you get higher bioavailability when you have a little bit of fat and you have a little bit of sugar to help bring across medications. And so it's a good way to measure metabolism when you start thinking about administration, delivery, metabolism, and excretion. That makes total sense. So, to steer us back. Sorry. Um, sorry, so CB, sorry, sorry, CBD sorry, everybody. Or <laughs> cannabinoids uh, are really effective uh, for a lot of different pain types because uh, they have anti-inflammatory properties. And the nice thing about CBD is that uh, it has a very pretty clean uh, side effect profile and a lot uh, you know, zero to low to zero risk of, of you know, misuse or uh, potential addiction and other things. Can I spit fire? Fair, off? Is that a fair summary from our uh, chemist? Yeah, I think so. Can yep. I spit fire uh, a couple uh, studies currently going that are that are really interesting? Yeah, let's I'll hear go it. go fast. Right? Okay. One, uh, there's around brain injuries and also total blood flow to the brain. There's a study going on right now that um, 
is a fairly significant study that shows that CBD increases um, blood flow in the brain, which has potential implications for healing brain injuries, but it also has implications for memory. It has implications for a whole bunch of things. And so it could be a potential use as an Alzheimer's treatment or something along those lines. Uh, what we don't know yet is what the dosing required is and some of those things, but that's why these initial studies are being done. Uh, something else is weight loss. Where you going to that? There's, yeah. there's, there's been some uh, data in, in a similar disease, Parkinson's disease, right? Yes, as far that's as, right. As far as tremors and other things, right? Yep, absolutely. So and so similar probably to Alzheimer's pathology. And again, we're talking about CBD in a, in a broad spectrum. And so there's implications for molecules like CB, uh, CBC to actually inhibit tremors and so forth. And, and so individuals who are looking for anti-seizure medications, often that's something that's being looked at right now is, is some of those. Um, weight loss, um, unfortunately, right now, based on the current data that we have, is if you look at certain molecules like CBDV, it actually stimulates appetite. It doesn't actually stimulate weight loss. But it's good for us to know that, you know, depending on what type of material you're taking, it could stimulate you having an appetite, um, which actually has really cool implications if we think about cancer treatments. And so one of the things that's out there right now is um, individuals who are in chemotherapies often are nauseous and have, you know, lose weight as a result of their treatments. And so if you can stimulate appetite, that actually has some cool implications. Um, yeah. Well, you think about uh, weight loss, weight gain, uh, man, even 20 plus years ago, there was uh, uh, cannabis derivative uh, pharmaceutical product uh, you'd have to get in the pharmacy uh, that was prescribed specifically for that yeah. uh, for someone uh, who had cancer and they couldn't eat or who had at the time HIV or AIDS and they were having AIDS wasting syndrome yeah. and they couldn't eat uh, then you could get this prescription and it would increase your your uh, appetite so you'd have a stimulated appetite um, so, but, but there are people that make claims about that. That's the crazy thing. Right. Uh, you see it you know, online and outrageous things about, Hey, CBD use for weight loss. No, no, I don't know how, <laughs> I mean, all right. So you could reduce your anxiety, uh, around food and eating. And so that could have some yeah. kind of effect. Sure. Um, and, uh, and if you're not thinking about it so much or, you know, if you're not stress eating, then I guess you could claim that it has an effect on weight loss. But if you're just like exercising every day, doing everything right, and then adding CBD to your regimen with the intent to lose weight, it's probably not going to have that much effect, although it'll work in the other areas. Right. That, well, and this is one of the reasons why you brought it up very early on. It's the mechanism of action that is really important because the mechanism of action is, is how scientifically we tell what effects it's actually having. Um, one other thing that I think is interesting is there's stuff about eczema, there's stuff around bug bites, cold sores. Uh, now this is where I think it gets really cool application of CBD in a topical manner to help people and relieve symptoms. That's right. And so, yeah, I'd love your guys' thoughts on some of these things. That's where we hear a lot of case reports and a lot of anecdotal information from patients uh, saying that CBD or, you know, cannabinoids work for certain things, but that's where the science needs to catch up. Uh, you know, to this type of information. But there are people uh, that come in and talk about all those kind of things and, and it works for them. So and I think, I think that would be... It works, right? It goes back to how it works. Yeah, yeah I think that right. would be a great subject for another podcast, talking about the anecdotal. But I think, I think there's, a, there's something there, there, that we need to kind of uh, explore and look into further. So solid evidence would be in pain slash inflammation, uh, helping people sleep, quality of sleep, helping people uh, maybe address their anxiety, uh, which is very timely, as we talked about with everything going on in the world right now. But then other 
areas where there's maybe less science, but there's emerging science, how would we summarize that? So maybe Parkinson's, Alzheimer's. Um, well, in emerging science, um, brain injuries, brain injury. uh, yeah, can potential uh, for some certain cancer type treatments, skin um, disease, skin, skin disease. I mean, the eczema one is is really exciting. You think about how it's going back to mechanism of action, yep, and how CBD works as an anti-inflammatory. Um, it it's that means it's great also as an anti-itch agent. So if you have now, this all comes down to having a good product. Right. I mean, you don't want yep, to apply right. garbage to your skin that's going to harm you. Uh, so you have to have a good vehicle or the base that the CBD is put in. You have to have good CBD. Like pudding. Uh, what? Like pudding. Like pudding. <laughs> 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 exactly. I have a new name for the sure podcast. Yeah, CBD right. and pudding. And pudding. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you want to make sure that you have a good product that you're put, applying to your skin. But... Uh, the effect of uh, of a quality CBD product on eczema is probably really good. Yeah, and that's I mean, where the science is starting. There's there's a great study going on right now. There's a handful of studies in eczema specifically, and it's going to be cool to see how the science catches up to us. But we hear great things about it, and we expect great things based on the mechanism of action. That's right. Based on yeah, exactly. So a lot of uh, skin type. Um, Diseases or, or conditions are a direct result of autoimmune functions, yep. and overactive autoimmune functions can be tapered off or at least better regulated using CBD. We've seen this already. We've you know we've talked extensively about this before. That CBD has an effect to you know mellow out your immune system um, to help with inflammation and some other things. And so autoimmune is a really interesting area for us to start looking at scientifically because we think there probably is a good implication that. Uh, CBD will help with that. Right on. And, and I think I think this subject of the emerging science, there's a lot coming out all the time, right? Yeah, definitely. Oh yeah, we can we can do another podcast on emerging science uh, in a couple of weeks, and there will be new studies that we can talk about and and cool, exciting potential uses of CBD. And so, for our listeners, um, if there's a mechanism, a way to um, kind of report back to us, we would love to hear from you. If, if there's something that you can go to farmerandchemist.com, you, uh, you can give us a call, you can send us an email, uh, but we're interested in uh, what you're hearing about CBD and new studies or um, kind of the, uh, the science uh, behind that. We're always interested in that. Please refer and friend or write a short review. And if you're in the Salt Lake City area, we'd welcome you to stop by our Farmer and Chemist store. Or you can always go to FarmerAndChemist.com.